free? Is you free? I'm free. 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 Is you freak? I'm freak. I'm a freak. Is you a freak? on the world premiere and i can see the world from here they ask me where i'm going from here shit anywhere long as the runway is clear shit music business moving too fast for me wishing i still had mac with me yes lord how do you tell a nigga slow it down when you're living just as fast as them I couldn't understand when I seen a stretched out code on the pavement Niggas catch TKO's on occasion Wishing I could save them, what was I to say? I was doing dates, dipping in and out of state We was going in to get away Sick of feeling so out of place Wishing I could save you, what was I to say? Wishing I could save you, but now it's too late now is this really what I want? Is it really worth the pain? Now am I really an asshole? Fuck what you say. Don't do me no favors. Let's get back to basics. We live for today, bitch. Fuck up out my way, bitch. I'm losing all my aces. I'm running out of patience. Got some pretty faces. Know what my name is. Up in high places. I got some new neighbors. They don't really say shit. But when they see the spaceship, they just think I rap or some form of entertainment. But they don't know I'm black. Young, gifted, and amazing. You know I had to close my Oh yeah, nah, that shit's gonna be crazy when we go back out there. I went to my five-year high school. Did you guys go to yours? Oh no, that was oh we were twenty-three. That was like two years ago already. That's crazy. No, I didn't go. I went to mine, and uh, people people humbled up. It's crazy. Everyone's different, and um, I guess more mature. There was just no because remember high school is just a lot of you just trying to just navigate. People are following. People are thinking certain things are cool certain people are cool and the end of the day is just like after college it's like okay what's up <laughs> i think that's a really interesting time because like when you just graduate you don't really know shit so like you're still figuring out like what you're gonna do and, and stuff but you're going to this reunion and it's been five years it's like you're old but you're like super young and super confused about shit at least that's how i would see it i don't know i don't think i had my life together at 23 so i don't i don't know what i would have seen if I had gone yeah mine was an interesting experience it was like there was a kind of an undercurrent of like oh so what are you doing but like to your point a lot of people were still figuring out what they were doing so just like the framework of the conversations and like you just run into someone you completely forgot about from the past few years and suddenly be having a very quick summary of how your entire college experience and like what your goals are for the future and then like you just depart from each other and don't talk again for the you know until your next five year or whatever the case <laughs> a ten year wow ten year that's when shit's really gonna hit I'm not ready for that oh no ten year crazy that five year was crazy too because I feel like. As soon as you graduate, you're just trying to grab any job you get, unless you're blessed enough to get it during like the fall or springtime. But as soon as you walk across that stage or whenever you just get back home to your home destination, you just need money at that point. Because that loan clock, as soon as that starts clicking, there's nothing that no one could tell anyone. The only people that who grace are period set, is not a grace period. No, but like the only people who are set after college are like people in finance. So I remember like they would start getting jobs like December. And then we'd be still waiting and waiting and waiting. 
it's just funny. It's like there's just like one segment. It's almost like in high school when people got in early to college. It's like there's just like this one segment that's just like super set early on and is totally like senior year. Like I'm just chilling. Like everything is great. And then the other people who are, I mean, not as much. I feel like for college than it was in high school when everybody was trying to get into colleges. But there's still a sense of like, yeah, like it's my last year here. I'm trying to enjoy it, but also like I gotta figure my shit out real quick. Oh, D. And the thing about it too is like for a lot of those people in finance or whoever gets those jobs early on, I never see them interview. I never hear them talk about it. But then come March or February or even April, because it seems like they've just been bullshitting the whole time. Oh, like, what are you doing for work? Oh, yeah, you know, I already signed off to go here back in September or back in October. It's like, what? Did you even have to apply or was that an alley-oop? Internships, man. I feel like that's how they get all this shit. But it's crazy. It's true. But it's so, like, I feel like when we were applying for colleges, everyone said something. Like it was so, it's so different in college because you're right. Like even if you have these type of jobs, you're still like, what am I going to do when I graduate? Because graduating is kind of scary. That first year out is not easy. Definitely not. Well, I guess let's do some introductions. You know, I think everyone's probably just like, who the hell is this? <laughs> they probably recognize my voice, of course, E and Azim's by now, but they're probably just like, who the hell? Yeah, who we have joining us. My name is Rebecca. I've known E since, I don't know, sophomore year of college. I can't remember when we first met, to be honest. I might have known Glenn first. I'm not sure. Shout out to Glenn. But I'm happy to be on this podcast. Um, what else should I say, honestly? That's my first podcast. <laughs> I'm out here like, ooh, I don't know what to say. Nah, so a lot of people, they've been having some, they have AKAs and stuff. You got any AKAs? People just been shouting them out. No, because I was, I'm not at that level yet. Next time you come on, you got to have an AKA. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll build myself for it. I'll build myself for it. I mean, I, I guess like people at my work, they just call me by my initials because they're like, they don't want to call me by my first name or my last name. I don't really ever go by Rebecca unless it's like a, like a formal setting. I can't even say that name. It's like weird for me because people usually call me by my last name, which is like Wizen, or they call me RW or anything else because Rebecca is the most boring name ever, at least in my opinion. I'm right there with you. <laughs> My name is that four-letter word, and I, love both I don't know. Guys. See, that's love. Much appreciated. You mentioned where you work. What do you What do you do? So I, my day job is I work as a talent manager. So I I manage actors, writers, directors, and then I also produce. So I I mostly produce small things right now. I've been producing shorts and music videos and. Um, I'm doing a longer music video slash movie thing this year, so I'm excited about that. But it's a lot of hustling between different things. And I also produced a project with Glenn, and it's a VR project. It's kind of all about activism and us recording in 360 different protests and marches. Wait, explain, elaborate more on that. We basically go out there, and Glenn started by first going to Charlottesville, and he like got some really, really... I guess dope, but also horrible footage of some of the white supremacists out there. And horrible as like scary, the reality. Scary is I feel like you talked about this about on the show, but he was like out there. He was really out there. And that was one of the first things he'd ever done. And he came to me a little over a year or so ago, um, and was like, We should do a project together. Cause I've been in film for a while. I studied film in college and I at that point I felt like I was just doing my day job because all I, it's hard. 
like right now I'm kind of moving out of the assistant stage, but for a while it was just being an assistant. So it was like hard to get back into film and back into doing that shit. So I really wanted to do this. And so he brought me on right now. I kind of own my own VR camera, which is awesome. And we've been recording shit, putting things together, submitting for festivals. And it's been exciting. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, What was your like first experience with VR? Like when did you get your VR camera? And and, because I mean, filmmaking is one thing, but I feel like VR filmmaking is just kind of such a futuristic concept, at least to the average person who's listening to this. Honestly, it was really hard to transition because when you do film, it's completely different because you're just kind of, you get to make choices and you just do it and you design everything with VR. You kind of have to just let it run and then figure it out after. So I, it was like a very long learning curve and I, I swear I'm still learning it because there's also not that many people doing it. And I think it's also a really good place for um, people of color, to be honest, because it's a new thing that no one's done before and we don't have all these years of experience of other people doing it to like have to step up to and we kind of have to we can do with it whatever we want right or wait for somebody to open up that door that's real and even like it's it's hard because most of the entertainment industry is like a one type of person so it's kind of like at least here, it's completely new. It's completely fresh. No one's seen it, so no one knows what they're doing. Like no one across the board knows what they're doing, and that makes it exciting. Wait, what were you? I guess what kind of film were you doing before VR? Then, um, I so I have been doing um a lot of like shorts. I guess I completed a short this year um with my friend Isa, who also went to Wesleyan. I feel like it was like an advertisement for Wesleyan, to be honest. <laughs> and I. I have a client of mine who will remain unnamed right now, but he is really dope. He's a singer, rapper, everything. And he wants to do this music video compilation with animation. It's a big project, but like it's mostly shot, I guess, normally. (laughs) So with a, a regular camera and that interests me as well. I don't know. I think I'm always reluctant to do VR stuff because it's so hard to do it and it's so hard to find people who can do it. So it's good to have like both going for me. Mm. I feel like the natural question, especially because we're kind of going reverse chronological order right now, is like, well, how did you, especially if you studied film in college, like how did you know, at what age did you kind of realize that that was something that you wanted to get into and like what was your, what was your introduction to that world? I think I I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be every. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be all these different things. But I didn't think they could actually be jobs because no one ever like does this shit. Especially when you're growing up, you don't know like oh you can actually do this. But then I went to Wesleyan and I took these like film classes and I realized I actually like this stuff because I was a kid that I watched because I was living abroad and I didn't know much about America. I didn't know much about anything. I spent all my time watching movies. And also playing video games, but doing all that shit. And so when I came here and I, I kind of just like continued what I was doing, but then people told me I could actually make a career out of it. So I'm happy to be doing what I love, but it's not easy, but I really like it. Um, and I've always wanted to do it. I just didn't really think about it until I guess I became an adult. That's a blessing. That's a blessing for real. Damn. Um, <clears throat> my sister, she's... um she went to Tish, so she's always just been into production and just, I honestly don't even, 
understand just the way the mind works that way to know which camera angles to get to know where to cut scene to where to start another one those transition scenes to actually still allow the story to go so you're not just following one person the whole time it's a good perspective honestly what does she go for is she trying to be a director i mean she was acting at first and then switched to just film production so she's just been um doing a lot of freelancing work um so i mean obviously i think the goal for her probably would be to direct and i don't know if that would that be the goal for a lot of people in film to direct and just own their own or would it be like on a set or just be behind the camera i think it depends on the person i think that if you want to be the one to make all the choices it's good to be a director i want to be a producer and because i want to be the person that like helps people who don't have a voice put their story out there so like i thought for a while i wanted to be a director but now i'm like no i want to produce it because and for people who don't know the difference like with the producer you kind of put the whole project together and you kind of help the director realize their vision. The director is the one that makes the creative choices. So I feel like you realize as you keep on doing it and getting experiences, like what you want to do, but everyone's different. Like my friend who I thought was going to be, I guess a director is now an editor. Like, I don't know. I think it's just like (laughs) the good thing about the, I, I guess the good thing about the industry is you can do like a million things at once and it doesn't really matter because it's kind of like whatever you can do to not make it, but to like be happy to make money. I mean, you don't want to be like, not everyone can like do film and do it unpaid. Some people can, but not everyone. That's real. That's super dope that like where you've kind of ended up is a place where you're helping other people bring their visions to life. Is that something that when you're working with someone who, you know, like they're the director and you're the producer, I would imagine that that comes with like some, clashes sometimes or is it more so really just like helping them build it out and like how much of it is pushing them to compromise something versus just being like okay whatever we got to do to make your vision come to life i think it depends on the person but honestly like sometimes like we have to be the voice of reason because you can say you want this giant thing but like no one can provide it for you but the truth is i always say like with the director yes, I have to listen to what he, she wants the most, but I also have to be there and be like, no, you can't. So it's kind of tough because I spend time telling them no, and then they have to still like trust me and believe in me. But I also have to spend a lot of time making shit that they want happen, happen, even if it's really fucking difficult, which I do already in my day job. So it's kind of like it helps me do my other shit as well. Because I have to sometimes... You think you can't do something, but you can make it happen by like knowing people or figuring out a weird outside the box way of doing it. Like maybe it's not exactly how they want you to do it, but it happened. So it happened. On a side, you probably want to make two different <laughs> two different movies whenever you hear or see their vision compared to yours. You ever thought about doing that? I think so sometimes, but I also have to be like, this is not mine. Like I made when I made the choice to not be a director, I can't like impose too much. Like I can be there to like listen to whatever they say and like help them come to a decision creatively, but it's not my movie. And that's where people have an issue. Like they're like, oh, this is mine now. Like if you want it to be yours then be a director, like be the writer. But I'm here to make sure that they get, they, whatever they want happens and they can bounce any idea off of me and I can make sure that I can give them the best advice I can without telling them what to do. That's dope. So it's like you're managing the project, but you're also managing the person in a sense. I'm like, 
because because I know also from the creative point of view, if you are the person who it's like this is my film or this is my whatever, then sometimes you can get in your own way, and it is really really important to have someone around you who is the voice of reason to catch you when you're leaning in a direction that either isn't feasible or like maybe isn't even like good for what your larger vision is you know like this one small thing isn't really like what you should be doing if this is what your larger vision is so wow that's a really dope route to be pursuing i feel like you have to just i always tell people when i first start working with them i'm like i'm really tough and like not in the way that like i'm gonna like yell at you or whatever but i'm gonna tell you how it is and i'm gonna tell you when you're like wasting all our money or like doing something bad because otherwise you're gonna find out later and you're gonna be screwed so it's like you tell them now instead of later. Always tell them first. Like don't don't think that like don't sugarcoat it. Don't make it like cute because it's not going to help them. So yeah, no, it comes down to that level of trust. But if you are essentially keeping the director in line and keeping that vision going, who's helping the checks and balances on your side? That's kind of me as well, to be honest. I think that's that's why in bigger productions there are like multiple producers, to be honest, because it's kind of like. You have people, you have the line producer who deals with like the money aspect and you have an executive producer who deals with like the making sure that everyone who's on a higher level, like all the production companies are organizing it well and like making sure that everyone who's like a big shot is happy and like also providing money for it. You have people who are producers who are doing this. It's like when you are doing a small project, it's just you and that's why it feels like you're stressed all the time and you're figuring shit out. But if you if it runs smoothly, it feels so good. But if it doesn't, it's like you have to just trust yourself, I guess. The most important thing is trusting yourself and knowing that you're doing the right thing, even if it doesn't feel like it at the moment. Yeah, that's something that me and Azim talk about a lot. Just like once you put it out in the universe, it's just like, yo, it's out there. As long as you just created it, did the best that you can, let it go free and just see the way it ends up coming right back to you. Which is so hard to do. <laughs> now, nah, OD, hell yeah, that's just hard. The judgments and everything or just those little voices that you think are judging or it's interesting. It's a lot of mind games. I feel like we got to play with ourselves sometimes whenever you're doing anything creatively. No, it's true. Like you, you have to trust yourself, but I think it, that comes with like failure. Like if you fail, so, like if you fail once like super fucking badly, then you're like, oh, Okay, it was it was bad, but it wasn't like the end of the world. So you're like, okay, I, if I've done that once, then I can like learn from that and I can trust myself more because I know that it can't ever be that bad. And like, I'm not like curing cancer or any, doing anything like that. I'm just creating like projects. <laughs> so it's like, I never take it that seriously because what's the point? That's what my homegirl used to say at my last job. We're not doing surgery. We're not saving the world. Yeah, those are like two really important perspectives to have. Like, A, the inner of, like, I've fallen before, so if I fall again, I can get back up again. Think about everything in the past that you thought you couldn't do and that you've done and learn it from that. But then also definitely the outer of being like, yeah, like, there's people out there who are doing way more demanding things than I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, so I can't really feel defeated by what I have on my to-do list. No, for sure. And like you want to be happy, you, you should just do what makes you happy and like create what you need to create. Um, I agree with you. Have you um, watched any of your old stuff or like one of the first projects that you ever put out recently? 
I try not to, to be honest. Some of it's like trash. Uh, I want to be honest. Like, some <laughs> of it's trash. Nah, you got to play that back and forth just so you can just see all the progression, just see where you're at oh, now compared to God. before. I mean, this has been a year of transitions for me, to be honest. So I feel like I haven't had any time to reflect besides this. Because it's funny, like, I I started this year at a, like a real low. So I feel like I'm coming. Like, it's it's good now, but it's just like I haven't had time to reflect on anything. Just, like, moving forward. Well, now's a good time. We have the new year coming. <laughs> 2018 was dumb long. Like, so much shit happened this year. It's crazy. It feels like you can divide this year up into two or three. I know. And like so much stuff happened this year and it's still, and it feels like ages ago. Like there's shit that happened this summer that I thought happened like in 2017. (laughs) It's wild. 2018, like the whole year legit feels like summer 16, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because it's like you already went through one year of adulthood. Now it's like, okay, the summer after that first year. Which are, all right, you're you're now catching your balance, so on and so forth. Things are now becoming to not really solidify, but it's getting to that point where you're getting some sort of direction. It's definitely yeah, a transition. Yeah, twenty five is wild. Twenty five is wild because, like, I don't know. When I was younger, I was always like, at twenty five, I'm gonna have all my shit together. But I don't. I'm like aggressively not. So I just feel like that was it wasn't a lie, but it also was like I built up all this expectation of what twenty five was gonna be, and then. I'm doing well, but it's like, I thought I was going to run a company at 25. I don't know, when you're like 15 or like 14 years old, you just think that you're going to do, you're going to be like the best, the best at 25. Because 25 seems so old. But now you're just like, it's all moving forward, but it's not like, you can't, you'll get there, but it doesn't, it's not this like weird, this is the age when I'm going to be this. I feel like part of it too is like, culture like you just see so many success stories too like all of the artists that we, well a lot of the artists that are popular right now are like 23 24 25 it's it's, it's interesting it really is like grow, growing up you definitely are oh at least i always felt like oh man like how am i not successful yet if this person is successful but like everybody really does have their own path to walk not to get too cliche with it but you know you everybody really does have like things happen on their own time and not everybody's time is the same like you just have to focus again like what you were saying like just focus on doing what you love i think it's interesting especially because i in my job at work i like i I have to pitch my clients for movies and all this stuff and all these roles that are available are like 20 to 25 and i'm like shit i'm at the i'm at the oldest part of that (laughs) rug like and i'm not that old but it's like all the movies want like really young people and it's just so funny because i'm like I was just 24, like a minute ago. But it's like, it's that weird, like, we're looking for 22 to 25. And it's just so funny. It just, like, blows your mind. No, that's real. I mean, going back to what you were saying, Lizzie, before with the, you have a lot of people, I guess, who are even popping now, 22, 23. A lot of shit really just comes down to consistency. Because a lot of them have been saying that they've been doing it for, like, the past six or seven years, you know? And I feel like a majority of what our time was taken up with was school. Like, we've just been students our whole life instead of practicing whatever craft, whether that obviously changed. Like, I was a gov major, and now I'm doing nothing within that sector. But I feel like if I was really pushing forward some of these passions at a consistent rate, the same way I was buzzing out those papers or attending those exams, like, she would be different. I think a lot of it, too, what's interesting is that in terms of a lot of people of color who are uh, popping, they come from 
backgrounds, like a lot of them come from backgrounds where they had to deal with a lot of difficult situations and that kind of made them grow up a little bit quicker. Whereas if you have the luxury of, you know, getting into different colleges and choosing to go to college, which is in itself a luxury, even if obviously there's a lot that comes with that. Uh, That's a fact. It does slow up your maturation process somewhat in comparison, at least to people who deal with uh, or grow up in neighborhoods where they have to deal with a lot of like real life situations from a young age. Like, I don't know. It's, it's really ages, ages, an interesting thing because age doesn't necessarily equate with uh, experience. No, I agree. And I feel like, these people, even if they're 22, they're actually like 28 mentally just because they, some of them had to like, as you said, go through all these struggles or also they have to support. They're like, they chose a job over school because they have to support their family or support themselves. And they couldn't afford college. They couldn't do that shit. So it's like they are young and they're doing it, but they also are way too wise. Like we were in a bubble because we were 18 to 22. We were in college. So we we're kind of kids still at that time. I think it's just like depends on the person. Yeah, I feel like all those factors come into play. Because granted, we were in a bubble, but there were bubbles even within the bubble too. And you had people, honestly, who <clears throat> were putting in forth those efforts and who realized the fact that they were privileged at that point in college. And some people, you know, they played around with that privilege and then it didn't hit until they graduated. But that's real. Age is really, it's, that's just really just about perspective. One of the wisest people I've met most recently, I think was 19 or 20 years old. He's an artist and he was just like, yo, honestly, like, I just knew my focus. I knew my grind. I knew exactly what I love to do at this point in my life. And I mean, some people find that passion early. Some people are still searching for it. No, it's true. And like, good for him that he figured it out, like at a very young age and has that drive. Because a lot of people don't know what they want to do until like 30. So that's great. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. I know all of us are actually still trying to figure it out, even though if we have somewhat of an idea. I feel like even, I mean, going back to what you're saying, even these past three years, shit's been changing year after year. Just new experiences, new opportunities, do more. Like I said, I'm like, I saw your tweet, I think earlier today, it was a situation when you were like, yo, now that things are also falling into place, you're even more creative than you've probably ever been before. You know what I mean? Like you're really hitting that stride right now. Yeah, I was talking about how, since I got a full-time job, because I was freelancing for a really long time, I came out of college, had a job, left that job, and then was freelancing. And while I was in the, while I was dealing with that, I also wanted to do various creative endeavors. And I didn't, like, it felt like I didn't have the time to, even though I had so much time, like I didn't have structure. Whereas now I actually do have X amount of hours blocked by a full-time job, but I'm actually able to pursue my creative endeavors a lot differently so it's like it's not really about the time it's about what you do with the time and like the way that you're approaching it i couldn't agree more because i at first like i was trying to keep everything separate even though with my job like my my day and my i don't know i don't like saying night job because i feel like it happens all the time but my day and my other thing i i thought they were really separate but now i realize like can help produce the projects that my clients are doing and I'm trusted more at work. So I feel like I can actually, I'm hopefully heading to a place where I can produce some of the things like my actor clients are doing, my writer clients are doing, but it's just like, I'm waiting. I feel like it's weird to say, but I'm at a higher point in my day job than I am my producing ability right now, just so that I'm trying to build myself producing wise so that I can like meet myself so I can be at the point where I can produce high level projects. 
but it's, it's so hard. And I think for a while I was like, I can't do it. Like I'm so stressed out at work. Now I'm like, why can't I just manage my time better and do both at the same time and work on this at work as well? Cause it's kind of my job. And like, then use that to get to a higher level at work. But it's all about your mentality. I pray someday you find what you need in this lifetime. Keep the essence, keep on stepping Down the street from them we picnics We was nestling Chocolate babies, incubating Box of blessings Lead the weapon, tucked in the mama's arms To keep you besting If I was in for the money Hell out of packed up for the evening I'd have lasted by the summer Lord, I'd have held out on my season I'd have missed what I had coming I'd have pissed what I could stomach I'd have pawned my daddy's Bible So ran daddy's people, but I ain't got no dollars today, but sure I can bless you though. Leap of faith from Z to A. Pray for me. My efforts meet my hope. I just need change for the better. I just got drugs for the look. I just woke out of some trouble. Can't get drug into some more, so you can tinker, check the starter, carburetor, switch the premium, chop a prey up, chop your weave. But it don't work if you don't believe. Crack the water, drop your seed. Bless with some called your daddy home. Can't no love cause you won't receive. Can't have nothing till you let it go. I pray someday you you need in this lifetime I know the way so hard to see through the pipeline I pray someday Told me I could fly, yeah, straight up past the sky, yeah. Wasn't talking my picnic, wasn't talking my partners, wasn't talking my niggas. That you loud is nine choppers. Now this bitch a die trying, now we live in pine bars. Hey, fuck that though, I'm still shining. Out the barrel hole, I'm still climbing, still slipping. Waitress hit me with the Mike Jones, I'm still tipping. She's working seven days a week, her mama still stripping. Still strapped, she's still getting it. How she live, no wheels, still no day, won't call that legendary. That's why I can never do it so casually. Any moment I could be another casualty In the Gucci store, they ass just browsing I told the bitch purchasing actually To take three laps from the store and get back to me I might have calmed down by then, but maybe not Y'all made me hot, 1200 for the sweater I'm in a motherfucking Marriott, eating Carriott Gang bang, maintain, corporate do the same thing With the same as just carry that, that's why I scary got 3K for the 14K, low key, never carry knots Better know I got the rope though Spread love by the boot cool, recoup by the boatload And the quotient is close, better give close-ups on the action Get what you, get what you, get what you need. Get what you, get what you, get what you need. 